wedding right hello and welcome to the forever fangirls podcast today we are discussing the final episode of winona herb season four entitled old souls i'm sheila amato and you can find me and my wife on twitter at forever fanpod and i am kimberly amato and you can also find us on our website foreverfangirls.com or on instagram at forever fanpod and the roller coaster continues on episode 12 and again, there's so much to unpack in this episode, so we are going to get started with our banter music for those who haven't seen the episode yet and don't want to get spoiled. So, um, we're doing something a little different today in our banter music. We are? Yes. Okay. Because in honor of the four amazing seasons of Winona Herb, we are actually going to be doing what we call the Sheriffs of Purgatory giveaway. Yes! Yay! Yay! Basically, we are absolutely excited to be giving away an autographed photo of Greg Lawson, who plays the retired Sheriff Nedley. Sheriff Kitty. We do not discuss Calamity Jane. No? No. Okay, fine. And if one sheriff wasn't enough, we've got the other sheriff and current Angel's Shield, Nicole Hot, an autographed photo of Cat Burrell. Yay! So one person will win both of those autographs. Yes. So we'll provide details on how to enter this fabulous giveaway towards the end of the show. So stay tuned. Um, in the meantime, we're going to go ahead and delve into the heart of this series finale. Uh, uh, okay. I can't even say it. Um, Yes, the series finale of Winona Earp, Old Souls. Just like before, Kimberly's going to start us off by reading the summary, um, the summary episode. The summary I, of the episode? The summary of the episode. I can't, I can't talk today. It's, it's because we've been crying too much? Yes. It's, it's taken me a while to like really process. Yes. See, I can't talk. So anyway, um, yes. So here's the, the Kimberly the will be summary. reading. Yes. The episode summary from IMDb. <laughs> Big feelings and bigger decisions are revealed when a new witch makes herself known in purgatory. So, where do I start with this episode? At the beginning. Really? Yep. Did you go there? Yep. Uh, All right. Maybe, yes. Maybe we'll start at the beginning. So, that opening scene where the bride massacred everyone who attended her wedding, including her husband and herself, like, what is going on here? Haunted wedding dress. Well... Yes, we finally figured that out. We all need a demonic supernatural element. Haunted wedding dress. I just wanted to play that twice. Because it just sounds so cool that they're like on par, you know, like right. Yes, they they are doing it in stereo. Yes. Uh, and and Winona, in true supernatural form of episode, ends up wearing the dress. Yeah. On Waverly's wedding day. Yeah. Well, it is a Winona episode after all. Yes. And... You know, after that scene, I was like, I was for sure thinking that there was not going to be a way hot wedding. And I was trying to control my panic until we actually saw the rest of the episode. 
Well, like you said, there there wouldn't be it wouldn't be an episode of Winona Earp without that element in it. Yeah. But I, I don't think um I don't think Emily Andrus would have done that to us. No, I mean it, it's good drama. It is good drama. Um and it's because of Brigitte, you know, the the Silk Witch, that uh Doc ends up, you know, looking for silkworms in like a very shallow muddy pond. Yes. Ugh. Um, and then Winona finds the letter that Doc was writing to let her know that he was leaving the Ghost River Triangle. Pin it. <laughs> yes, let's put a pin in that. But I was like, uh, that's just not the way. I'm to just going to go tangential. No. You know what I'm going to bring up? Yes. What so am no. I going to bring up? No. Not so th- let's just go right into the characters then. Okay. So let's talk about Sheriff Kit. I mean, Sheriff um, Nedley. Nedley. Retired Nedley. Yes. In this episode, he continues his one-line zingers, and it just it provides that that needed comic relief in yeah. certain points. I mean, his his comment about "toxic" being his fourth favorite Britney Spears song that, that was true. cracking me. Or up. his comment about like that's the only uh, tent we're going to pitch on this fishing trip. <laughs> I know. Um, you know, so you know, speaking of that fishing trip, he is the you know he's he's becoming the father figure for not only Rachel, but also now um, Billy. Yeah. Um, And, you know, I find that, I find that amazing because he really is an amazing father figure. If you think about it, he raised it earlier in the season, we saw him on the stairs and he's pointing to the the maxi pads and he's like, look for heavy flow. And Mm. then she's like, those are for the sisters, not the misters. And he goes, excuse me, I am a single dad of a daughter. Right. So he has, lived through this and he knows how to handle it and having having Rachel have that in her life which also Rachel hugging uh Waverly and Nicole yeah I'm putting a pin in that too but that was just like you know her hugging her moms it was just great yeah yeah but um I I've always loved Nedley for being the the father figure for Nicole and for other characters but also just being this amazing um comedic relief that we we need in some of the darker moments right the other person that he's a father figure to is Nicole and what we just said he was I thought you said Rachel I said Rachel and Nicole okay (laughs) it's this episode look I apologize folks this episode really it's we're struggling even now to go through this yeah because what I was thinking of was that scene where Nicole was asking Nedley to walk her down the aisle yeah for me that's when the tear work started so I was like ah it, yeah, it hearkened yeah, yeah. for me back to when Winona slid the picture of her as a kid with um, Nedley. She goes, you know, Black Badge didn't save you. It was an idealistic local cop. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, oh, oh, it, man, there were so many circles that were, were brought back Completed. to. Yeah. Yeah. That, that I'm not going to cry. Can we just keep going? Yeah. Okay. So that was Nedley. Uh, now we're talking about Jeremy. Okie dokie. <laughs> yeah. I wish I had that dark thing. Okie dokie. Um, so he is officiating the way hot wedding. Yes. So we are actually having one. <laughs> yes. Yes, we had one. Um, and in this episode, it's it, it was good to see that he's finally ready to move on. You know, yeah. he's, he's accepting and letting go of the guilt related to Robin. Um, you know, and he's trying to move on with his life. Even though he kind of bungled that whole thing with <laughs> Damon, really with Damon. isn't that a little on the nose? Right. So it, 
it was nice to see that he was, he also was turning over a new leaf. Yeah. Um, I don't know if he's letting go of the guilt. I think he's just trying to move on. Mm. Um, I don't think you ever will ever get over or let go of that type of guilt because someone's life is forever altered because of something you did. So maybe it's that time makes the hurt a little bit less sharp. Yeah. Or maybe he realizes that, you know, change is inevitable Mm. and what happened is done and he can't undo it because he keeps trying to undo it by putting that, that stuff serum in uh, in his coffee and it's not helping. Yeah. So maybe just let Let Robin go. Yes. But it's also hopeful that he's now, you know, meeting another person Mm -hmm. and he could feel it in his, In his crotch, yes. Um, I and, do love how the uh, Damon was like. So when you said before that you could feel it, and he's like, yeah, um, yeah, you know, um, you know, coffee that'd be great. Yeah, and the fact that he is now promoted mm-hmm. to the deputy director of the Black Badge Division in the Ghost River Triangle, mm-hmm. and it was Emily doing the voice cameo for it. Well. I mean, if you think about it, that a awesome cameo, but um, <laughs> it was also really cool because I'm like, damn right, the showrunner's bumping you up, <laughs> right? Um, but it but does, yeah, it opens up the doors for so many things for him to be a part of and what can happen. It does, and you know, I I actually do like the fact that it, it probably wouldn't happen in real life, but the fact that no, I have a date on Monday. You know yeah. what? This is not going to take over my life again. I'm taking control of my life, so. Moving on to Doc Holliday. Moving right along. I've got the Muppets theme in my head now. Do you? Yeah, sorry. Um, Anyway, so Doc Holliday, like we said earlier, he is planning to leave the Ghost River Triangle. Which breaks my heart. But it it, wasn't it cute when he's like, I want to see the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I was like, oh. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's the whole, we saw that that whole development of him in in this season, especially where he's trying to, He's trying to grow up. He's trying to let go of the past. He's trying to move on with his life. Yeah, I think one of the, the most interesting things about his character from season one on is that he, he came into this with vendettas. Mm-hmm. And he wanted his revenge and he wanted to he wanted not to die. Like even in the flashback sequences when they show him sick, he, he didn't want to die. He was terrified to die. Right. But in the same token... I think he was terrified to die because he never really lived. And he actually said that in in the in the episode. Oh, see, I don't have the captions on. Oh, well. So, you know, the the whole the whole thing with him being Waverly's best man too. Oh, right? So cute. And that Waverly gave him Wyatt's saddle. But if you noticed, he actually when when Winona shot Charlene. Mm-hmm. He left the saddle behind. He left the saddle behind in the trunk of Charlene. And it's, it, you know, that symbolism to me is, is you know, again, part and partial of him li- leaving the past behind. Mm-hmm. You know, in order to like really experience new things, you have to let go of the past. Yeah, you have to. And the thing is, I, in his story, you have to let go of the past in order to grow. Yeah. And in order to, to enjoy the little things. And I really like how that was done. But I also do believe that um, 
Jeremy knows exactly where the car is and they go get it and they get the saddle and everything else. So when he comes home and they build their great little, you know, house on the Earp homestead area so that they can have their own little house. They can and have Alice is living there. They've got horses. And that way, you know, Winona's room, um, she can move out of the barn and then the way hot barn can hold the horses and everything. See, I've got a plan. Uh, I apparently they're all living on the homestead happy in a few years. <laughs> But, you know, the the one thing that I wanted to just um, mention is that he was willing to let that go because Winona finally decided to go with him. You know, I think he had decided that anyway. To let go of everything? To let go of everything because he even says, you know, I love you. I, I want you to come with me. Yes, but, but the he- thing is, right, he was driving in his car. He was leaving. And then I- when she comes in okay i see what you're saying he was ready to even let that go so maybe it was because he was keeping the things close to him that reminded him of her but the minute she just said okay i see your point yeah that makes a good point yeah so i apologize for not seeing that earlier that's okay that's why i was trying to finish that thought but it's all good really (laughs) look i'm trying not to cry here okay good point well you do have the tissues in front of you i don't have any tissues in front of me so i'm gonna use my sleeves i'll just Toss it to you if needed. She's going to hit me in the head with a toilet paper roll because that's all the tissues we have left. (laughs) So anyway. uh, Moving to Winona because we're we're trying to get through this. Yes. Um, You know, she's also very scared to take the leap. You know, when she said, you know, we're, I keep telling you we're the same and they are, you know, they're, they're, it's, it's, it's more comfortable to stay in what you know, Mm -hmm. even though it's painful, right? Because it's the devil that you know versus the devil you don't know. But then it's more, if you do try something new, then you experience something new and maybe it's more worthwhile. Yeah. Winona broke my heart a little. Um, And not for anything that she said or did, but but seeing her arc and seeing her joy. Yeah. Um, She was terrified to come home because of what it meant. Yeah. And, you know, everybody thought she would never come home. Including Waverly. Yeah. And she not only comes home, but she makes it home. Mm-hmm. She makes it her family. And she then becomes so comfortable she doesn't want to leave. And, and he takes her out of her comfort zone. He always has. He's right. always knocked her walls down. And he's always pushed her. Right. You know. And to see her leave, knowing that she then says, number one, she's all in. And knowing, I mean, we know they're going to come back. Yeah. They're not going to leave forever. Um, no, they're going on their little adventure and then home base is still. Yeah, the you, you know home is still where her family is and, and purgatory has become home. That just made me cry. Yeah. And, you know, that I think we have a soundbite of it, actually. It's been a long time since I traveled light. Yeah, know, that says it all. Yeah. Right? Because now she's she's let go of all of the fear and the other piece that totally made me lose oh, it yeah. was when, you know, they were, they were taking a pit stop and they were like, Oh, you know, this is quite the itinerary. And then they said, well, let's make a pit stop at miracles, Montana. Yeah. You know, and then she just went dark, not even looking at her. It's like, what's in miracles, Montana. Cause he didn't know only yeah. Winona know, knew where it was safer that way. Right. Where Alice is. And you know, when she doesn't say anything and just looks at him, I mean, just that that moment. Yeah, but then of the, realization. the vulnerability as well of him going. Do you think 
she'd remember us. Yeah. And, and, and Winona looking at him going, I would take that bet. Yeah. That just means that Gus is, is raising Alice to remember and to know. And that's just, oh. Yeah. Yeah. And then they, you know, ride off into the sunset. Yeah. And like that in was a just, perfect that was Western. Perfect. That, exactly. It's like a perfect Western. And it's, you know, it's, it's on a Harley. You know, that's their horse. Yeah. I think Tim Rosan would have loved that. <laughs> Fan of Westerns. I'm so trying not to cry right now. Uh, okay. Waverly. Okay. Um, so we were. Sorry for the sniffles. <laughs> well, that's because we're, we're both there. We're still there. <gasps> yeah. So, um, you know, we were, we were talking about Waverly fearing that Winona would never come home. Yep. And now Waverly is also letting go of that fear, right? Because Winona has to go live her life too. She can't, Winona can't live her life for Waverly. I think it's also a different type of leaving. Like when she left the first time, Waverly was alone and she was scared and she didn't know what was going on and she was a kid and now she's older and she understands more. Right. And she knows that there's people around her that will work with her to to change things. And the line she says to uh, Winona with, you know, Nicole is the sheriff and the angel shield. Right. She's going to do it differently. And demons and humans are going to have to learn to live together. Right. And to me, that's more like, um, you know, Waverly being, becoming the light again. But like you said, you know, it's different this time. Yeah. You know, she, she didn't let Winona kill the silk witch. Right. And, instead found a clever way to bind Brigitte with the silk banner yep. and then get Winona out of the, that haunted wedding dress yep. by just a standard removal spell. So it's, it's almost like she's starting the coexistence between demons and humans in the Ghost River Triangle. At least that's how, that's how it came across to me. That's interesting. I, I thought of it as... You know, Waverly was always kind of the quiet one, even though she had been doing all the research and studied everything and got, mm. like, she knew all of the stuff and had all this history of the Earp family curse and blah, blah, blah. And and it was kind of like, okay, you're a research girl. But now all of a sudden she's not, that research is also action because right. she's she's grown into her own. Right. They've all grown into their own, but God, yeah. I'm just, I'm just going to stop talking. It's It's bittersweet. Yeah. Very bittersweet. Because if this is the end, it sucks. Yeah, well, that's why we're that's why we're still so emotional about it. I shouldn't say it sucks because the episode was amazing. It just it sucks that it could be the end. Yeah, well. Anyway, continuing. I keep sniffling, and I'm sorry. Moving on to Nicole, who was really hot in that velvet pantsuit. You just had to do that, didn't you? I did. Were you preparing for that the whole time? I, I was. Could you tell? <laughs> the behind the scenes... <laughs> When um and I don't know if it's in the episode because again I, I haven't you watched it again I haven't been able to mm. um to I, I believe you know Mel or, or Winona goes is that really what what your middle name what is? your middle name is and Nicole Cat says you know that's the one I chose not my finest moment I couldn't stop laughing at that yeah yeah it's cute it's it's cute and when she comes on the scene and you know she's wearing that suit I'm like wow. And, you know, the, the big, bad, strong sheriff is experiencing wedding jitters. Well, that's normal. Yeah. I, I, but I mean, she's was, getting what she wants, what she's always wanted. Yeah. Well, she was married before. Yeah, but that was like a shotgun wedding. And she said, what, Brittany live and good win at the slots, you or know. Or something like that, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, it's it's just, 
it was heartwarming to see. Yeah. Right. Because it, to me, it reminded me of when we got married because I was very nervous the day before the day of, and then the day after I was like, did that really happen? And then, you know, I would look at my wedding room like, oh yes, it did. I, you know, I don't remember being nervous. Um, I remember the woman's breath smelling like coffee. Really? That's all I remember. I really, it's like, you're not remembering the, the good part. You're remembering <laughs> that. I, you know, it was just, I was so, I guess I was really nervous or I was so anxious because it was like, it was such an amazing feeling to finally be able to marry you and, and to know that legally at that point nationwide, there were people like us who could not get married. Yeah. And it was very bittersweet. So to see it now on live, you know, television, I don't say live television, they weren't technically live, but you get the point. Yeah. When you see it on TV, that is, yes, on a cable network, but streaming everywhere on streaming services, airing globally, that a couple is getting married and they're in love and it's okay and it's normal. It was just so beautiful and so hard. Yeah. Because we didn't have that for so long. And I think that's why it's so, that's why I was harping on the Way Hot Wedding this whole time. Because I think it is important to show that this kind of love is okay. It's normal. Yeah. Okay. So, <clears throat> and then of course, you know, her asking Nedley to walk her down the aisle because yeah. he was the father figure. Yeah. That, yep. I was broken. Yeah. And, you know, the fact that he is, you know, her calming person. You, yeah. Everybody has, has that, right? So, again, that was, that was great representation there. Um, and everything else after that, you know, the, their quiet moment after the wedding, but it was just them. Yeah. It just, let's be honest. We were crying pretty much the entire episode. Well, I started with, with the, with Nicole asking Nedley. Yeah. That's where I started. I was like, okay, I'm okay. I'm not crying. You're crying. And then after that, I was like, all right, fine. I'm crying too. Yeah. It was. So anyway, we're going to move on to Rachel because if I keep thinking about that, I'm going to not get through this podcast. Okay. So she mentioned she's never had a family. Right. And that since meeting them, she's felt like she can do anything. And she didn't know what to get them, so she gives them a gift of song. Yeah. Which it's beautiful. It's from the heart. It's, you know, she's discussing that the little things are what matter most because let's be honest, in this entire series, the little things have always been what built up to where we are now and all these beautiful, wonderful storylines. Yeah. And you actually pointed out that the song that she was singing was their song, was Nicole and, and Waverly's song. I, I from actually couch, From their first kiss. Yeah. I did not realize that. Yeah. And so when you mentioned that to me, it made, it made that gift even more special. Again, it's it's Emily Andrus going back to varying spots and tying up these circles and, and finishing them in a way that it just, it hits you. Yeah. Like when uh, Waverly's vows, when she says, you know, I, um, I thank every day for that bulletproof vest. Yeah. You know, we all do too. That was really pivotal. Yeah. And because if, if that wasn't there, then we wouldn't have this wedding now we wouldn't have this amazing relationship that has developed in yeah. such a beautiful way and and the way jeremy you know started out that that ceremony you know saying you know, two individual people one could be 
working at a bar and one could be working at the local sheriff's office, you know? And then something special happens. And I I also think with Rachel, going back to, to her character, when she runs up and hugs them, you know, there are scenes throughout where Nicole says, you know, um, there was a scene where Rachel was rebating the traps and the monster came out and she said, I'm fine. Don't, you know, don't use your mother voice. And then something else happens. She's like, get inside the house. And that is my mama voice. Yeah. You know, they're a family. Yeah. And she has a mother figure in Nicole. She has another mother figure in Waverly. And then now she has a father Father figure figure. in Nedley. And the fact that they actually want to go fishing is beyond me because I'm like, wait, fishing? Really? I, I, I would be like Nedley's other daughter. I would catch mono. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd ask how deep it is so I can go diving. You would go there. <laughs> I don't know if all our gear would fit in the boat, though. No, we would probably sink the boat, but that's, that's, that's a different story. But anyway, in our show notes page, we're going to link the video to uh, Wildwood so you can um, hear it. If yeah, you'd like. it's, just, it's just such a beautiful, amazing song. So a little shout out to the attendees. Of the wedding. Speaking of little things, you know, that make up something bigger. Yeah. I'm going to try to get through this when they finally panned to the chairs. Because I did not see, seeing it the second time, you know, they, they were always there, obviously. Yeah. But when we were first watching it, I was focused on, I was focused on Nicole. I was focused on Waverly. I was focus, focused on Winona walking down the aisle. And then when they panned to the chairs so that you actually focused on the chairs and on those tags, I lost it again. Well, yeah, it's, it, I know it was, um, uh, Emily Andrus had said in, in, in several interviews at this point that it was COVID related. They had to be careful with how many people were there. Right. But the, um, I think also behind the scenes, they said that, you know, ambitious was to have like the special effects of all of the herbs of the past and family members of the past. Yeah. The beauty of, just seeing their names on chairs, knowing that they would be there if they could be there. Right. Perry, Gus, oh, dolls, dolls, Mama Earp, Chrissy, Julian. You know, which I have to say, real quick, is a tangential thing. And I know we're talking about the attendees, but it's a wedding on the homestead. Uh-huh. And if you remember the San Diego Comic Con, I believe it was last year, uh, not last year, last year was 2020. 2019? 2019. When they, I'm like, wait, they were in person. <laughs> this tells you like how long 2020 has been. When uh, Kat and Melanie, somebody asked Kat, you know, where do you see the wedding? And she's like, oh, on the homestead, you know, beautiful flowers. And, and Melanie's like, yeah, but my dad died there. And, you know, I mean, maybe Waverly wouldn't want it there. And they just had this banter back and forth. And yeah. what did we end up having? We had a way hot wedding on the homestead. But Winona goes, both Waverly's dads died here. Right. <laughs> Which was a great, again, it's Just little attention yeah. to detail yeah. and, and bringing back these little cues from fandom. This was just, to be honest, I felt this was such a beautiful, this entire episode from the attendees to the characters was a beautiful, beautiful letter to the fans. Yeah. The others, and maybe this was not, uh, at least this is how I, I interpreted it and how I, I received it. But the fact that there were empty chairs, you know, is also a a symbolism of what COVID took from us, right? There were a lot of people who wow. are empty, empty chairs. I didn't think of that, but that is, that's very true. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to switch to the themes before I start crying again. Okay. So what I appreciated um, in that scene with the 
with the Silk Witch. Yep. When Bruce Sheath was trying to figure out, okay, who was Winona, who was Waverly, because, you know, it seemed like both of them were getting married to her anyway. And Waverly says bisexual. And she's very emphatic about it. Very emphatic about it, because it. it we always said that this show is, is very awesome, for lack of a better term, of making sure that there's representation. And as a bisexual woman married to a woman, that to me was was incredibly, incredibly special. Yeah. Um, both of us being bisexual, um, and and it's it's hard, but people do seem to forget. Um, there's a lot of comments that have been made to us regarding no you're you're lesbian if you're married to each other no we're we're bisexual yeah. and when waverly is very like steadfast says i am bisexual yeah. and i believe the banner was um the flag <laughs> the, yes. the ends of the flag yes. yes um it's just a beautiful it it made me feel so seen yeah that is amazing yeah okay and so the way how wedding right yep the fact that yeah you know, we were talking about it, it that it happened and that it represents that love can come in many forms. And it's normal. It's normal. Exactly. That the simplicity of that statement that it's normal. Everyone deserves their happy endings. Yeah. Right. And that is exactly what happened here. Right. Everybody got their, their happy endings. Everyone deserves love. Yes. Everyone deserves love. And love really is the strongest force on earth. It is. And I know that everybody was talking about it in in some of the behind the scenes that you were you were watching that everybody got their happy ending, mm-hmm. uh, and you know you were talking about Emily Andrus making everything come full circle, you know, the, and the show having to end on a high note. So the show also got its happy ending essentially. Yep. Right. It just I think that we're so incredibly lucky that that there was enough time to finish the circles. Yeah, I'm I'm very thankful that um Emily, the rest of the uh, writers, the crew, the cast, I'm thankful for everybody involved in the show. Um and I'm also extremely thankful that we aren't left on a massive cliffhanger. I mean, we still don't know where Eve is. There are still a lot of things that can be touched upon in a season 5, please. Somebody pick it up for a season 5. But I felt like god, it's it's hard to explain. It's like they they go out on a high note. Yeah. And it's very rare we get that. Everything usually will go out when it's really kind of overstated. It's welcome or the ratings aren't okay or there's money. You know, there's always something and you get like a weird cliffhanger. It just gets canceled or whatever. But we got it in a nice, beautiful letter to fans in a way that I know all these characters are happy and they're not stuck in a garden not knowing if they're ever going to see each other again. Right. They they ended up with, at least in the case of... Uh, Winona and Doc and Waverly and Nicole, you know, they ended up with the person they were meant to be with. Yeah. And everybody seems to be, like you said, they have a happy ending. They seem to be on the right path. Yeah. And, you know, we, we've been talking about it. The home really is where the heart is. Yeah. Yeah. That broke me. Yeah. Because I've always said that about you. Yeah. I don't need to travel. I don't need to go anywhere. I don't need anything i mean food water but i need you yeah you're my home so that's about sums up the episode for me and i'm just gonna leave my part with nicole okay 
I guess the the reason why this this episode is so poignant, and I've been I've been saying it in in past episodes, right? The reason why something is so special is because you know it doesn't last forever. Yeah, that there's always. Well, for a podcast, I'm really not doing well because my sound is horrible today. Like mine is better <laughs> with my snot filled sniffles. Yeah. Uh, do Do you want the tissues? No, because you can hit me in the head with them by accident. You're not a softball player. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. So, anyway, what I was trying to say was that you know, the it's the it's not necessarily the destination that's the most important thing. Sometimes it's the journey because that's that's what creates the memories that last a lifetime. And so, like you said, you know, we we just want to say thank you to everybody involved, from the creators, the producers. Cast the crew, conventions, urfers, okay. yeah, because you you all made it very spe- very very special for for us. And a shout out to my uh, EMBC group. We love you all. You are our virtual home. Yeah. So thank you to everyone for bringing us along, for listening to our blubbering podcast or blubbering mess of a podcast today. Yes, and um. You know, the one thing we've learned is that chosen family is, it's, it's great. It's wonderful. It's yeah. perfect. And everyone listening, you are ours. So thank you. Yeah. So that wraps up our discussion of old souls. But before we sign off, uh, as we promised, here are the details of our Shares of Purgatory giveaway. Because we thought that it would be fitting given the scene that Nicole asked Randy to walk her down the aisle. Yes, and we also needed to leave this to the end, so it gave us something happy so that we didn't cry. Yes, happy, the happy, happy. Um, we, did, we did think it would be a perfect tribute. So this is how the amazing giveaway is going to work. On Wednesday, later today, the 14th of April, 2021, we will be putting a tweet out. That tweet will basically ask you, what is your favorite Randy Nedley or Nicole Hot or one of them together gif? Reply to that tweet with that gift. Gift? Gif? <laughs> gif. Make sure it is the hashtag forever fangirls giveaway is there. And you have to make sure you're following us um, on Twitter at forever fan pod. And please feel free to like and retweet it so that other people see it so we can get more people um a chance to a win. A chance to win. Uh, it is available to U.S. residents only at this time. And we will be announcing the winner on the podcast that is going to be our Winona Earp season four recap, mm-hmm. which uh, is going to be April 21st. Yes. So that is that. Just a reminder, one person wins both autographs. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for joining us um, on this really hard podcast to get through yeah um we want to know what was what was your moment in old souls that really hit you the hardest uh reach out on twitter or instagram at forever fan pod and as always from the bottom of our hearts thank you for listening and if you don't mind hitting that little subscribe button down below on uh whatever you're listening to us on we'd greatly appreciate it yes and so this episode really did have a lot of different things a lot of tearjerker moments and a lot of happy bittersweet moments. So for our sign off today, we are doing a little bit something different and let Doc lead us off into the sunset. I mostly thought about love. 
See, life is short, but it is long, and it is lonely. So if you manage to find a group of souls that will tolerate you, and elevate you, oh, and one, and one who will especially love you, well, that is all it's about. That is what the fight is really for. <laughs>